Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by Points Bet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk free bets up to $2,000. It's a Friday and we have another podcast for you. Corey Friedman's here, Cody Del Mendo. I'm Luke Stuckmeyer, and it is Suzuki Day for Chicago Cubs fans. The Cubs officially introducing their big free agent outfielder that was signed this week, and he Put on number 27 for the first time. We'll talk about that. Why he chose 27. Other 27s in Cubs history. Start thinking about it now because I might quiz you later. Um, it's official. He passed his physical. And in Chicago these days, that's no big uh, – that is a pretty big deal. you got to pass the physical before the contract is official. He gets a signing bonus, which we originally didn't know about the contract. Uh, a $7 million salary this year. A $5 million signing bonus and an average of – 17 million a season. Um, some interesting tweets went, went out. It was cool to see him put on that Cubs jersey for the first time. And I know Cubs fans will be obviously excited to see him play for the first time. For, my first impression was, this dude's pretty big. Pretty big. He's, he's built. He's not just like a tiny little skinny guy out there. Like, he, he's, he's muscular. Well, and he made a joke that he needed to get in the weight room already because oh, really? MLB players are, are bigger. But, he, yeah, he's a, nah, he's a I big think he, dude. I mean, not so much in that picture, but I think some of the other ones that when I saw him walk in, it looked I was like, this guy works out. You can see where the, the power in the bat comes from. Yeah. Uh, some of the other photos. There's, there's the number 27. He said he was asked in the press conference, 27 why and he's like Mike Trout and then he looked directly into the camera I love you <laughs> he's doing so he's more a, he's, he's doing more to promote Mike Trout and the game of baseball you know on his first day in the MLB than yes. the MLB does generally yeah, it's the most Mike good. Trout's been promoted this season right. was Seiya Suzuki saying I love you and it went worldwide yeah I, I love that just that line itself it kind of shows like his personality agreed uh, and that's important, especially because he's coming from Japan and obviously is the translator and everything. And, you know, from my memory, I remember when you Darvish was first introduced with the Cubs and like obviously the injuries and stuff throughout 2018 didn't help him. And there was a lot of talk about, you know, whether he cared and all this. And if you, you know, people called him soft, that's still some of the dumbest things I've ever heard. But, um, yeah, he went through some stuff because the, you know, he had to use a translator and a lot of people didn't right. really understand him. So, you know, to start off this way, I feel like is is a is a great start for him moving forward with the Cubs, and I'm excited, man. Like he he looks great in the Cubs jersey. I'm there's something about it. Some guys just like click. Like when Marcus Stroman put on that jersey, it looked nice. I feel like the same way with him. I would love to see after now that it's done. I would love to see the video they used to try and draw him into signed with the Cubs. I always want to see what what was put together to try and excite a free agent to be like, this is where you want to go, no matter what the sport is, and you never get to see them. Uh, it was interesting. This Nick Madrigal was in on the pitch. The same agent. Same yeah. agent, Right? So, I mean, yeah. it's just interesting to see who might be in on the different – and who put it together, you know? That was like, least likely. I would have never thought that. No, I never would have guessed. <laughs> Nick Madrigal would, would be helping draw Seiya Suzuki to the Cubs. Yes. When Nick has – you know, he's like – been in the organization, but he hasn't really experienced no. being a yeah. Cub. But hey, yeah. you know, Nick, we appreciate. Sources the, uh, say the Cubs out. have now won the trade. <laughs> <laughs> Sources say at least. Um, what else? Other impressions from that? I mean, I I do think we're starting to see some Cubs players tweet about it a little bit. I mean, people are excited to see him, and now you know, 
we don't know what type of player he's going to be. That's kind of the crazy thing is we just don't know if he's going to be an all-star like he was in Japan. The money says that's what the Cubs believe they're going to get. Yeah. And, you know, how long before you see that? He did point out in his press conference that he has relied on you, Darvish, to talk about things like how do you adjust to Major League Baseball? How do you adjust to the American lifestyle? You mentioned he said he's going to have to get a little bulked up because he says the players. But that is a big part of coming over from Japan and adjusting to Major League Baseball. is just adjusting to the culture, too. Well, and major uh, kudos to you, Darvish, for the positive pitch. I think he probably also talked about the Padres, where you sure. is now. Um, but you, you know, as you kind of mentioned, the beginning of, of his time in Chicago was tough for you. Uh, so he certainly didn't have to say nice things about the Cubs or their fans, but he said the fans are great. City's great. The organization's great. So like Nick Madrigal, we got some people doing some, uh, recruiting for us, but you know, as you went through the process, you know, he really spent a lot of time learning English sort of for the, yeah. the purpose that, that Cody was bringing up. You know, he wanted to connect with the fans more and be able to kind of speak to them directly. And, you know, that's that's up to Seiya if he wants to do. And, you know, it's 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 difficult. Any time a player is coming from a different country and moving to a new city, their family's moving, you're mm-hmm. adapting to a completely different culture. And, you know, of course, you're signing this contract without, you know, he's never lived in Chicago. I don't know if he visited throughout this process right. or not. It's, it's tough, uh, but... And he's you coming know. into a major market, too. Like, right. this isn't like he's going to, like, Colorado. He's going to Chicago where, let's be real, the Chicago it can media be can be tough. Yeah. Right. No offense to our friends at DNVR. Of course. <laughs> yeah, no offense. <laughs> I feel like I've been saying a lot of things that the guys at DNVR could, like, get really mad at me about because I had that video about Chris Bryan, the Rockies. <laughs> and then, like, I think a few – a day before that, I tweeted uh, something about the Rockies or something, and one of the – one of the guys from DMVR like replied to it, but and I haven't met that person yet, so like no, no worries, man. They got Russell Wilson. They have no more yeah, problems yeah, in their life. That's yeah. all they cared about. But I, I mean, like my main impression from today was it it was good because we didn't really get like an official Stroman like press conference because right. of the timing of that and then the lockout. It, it was we 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 will continue to debate the Cubs roster construction and their plans for 2022 and beyond. But it was nice to just. The Cubs got a big player. Oh, yeah. They signed a big name. They signed a player that a lot of teams were after, and they had to p- pitch and convince to come play in Chicago. And it was cool to just have a nice, like, this guy wants to be a Cub, putting on the jersey, like, just that kind of moment uh, today. That's no small thing when you consider the fact that the Cubs are not coming off one of their best seasons. They just traded away their core players. Somehow they convinced the best position player in Japan that was coming over, one of the top free agents, this is where he wanted to sign. He he could choose any team in Major League Baseball to sign with because most teams would have at least been interested and wanted to have the conversation. He chose the Cubs. He saw something in them that he wanted to go to. And I think back to, you know, being in the clubhouse when Kosuke Fukudome came over from the Cubs, and I saw one picture on Twitter uh, that was – zoomed back a little bit just of the press room at Sloan Park today and you saw Suzuki in the front with Jed and in the background you know normally at this time of year you'd have two or three cameras there you might have the local TV stations still there at this point maybe they usually leave when the games start so maybe you just have like your rights owner there one or two cameras It was a room full of cameras and camera people and reporters, and the majority of them were Japanese media. And that was so interesting. When Kosuke came, he had a contingent. uh, He had a group of reporters that followed him for at least two seasons. Every day, every game, they interviewed him before the game. They interviewed him after the game. They interviewed him on days he didn't play. (laughs) He, He literally had like his own personal group of reporters from Japan because people in Japan are so interested to see how these guys do when they get to America and play in Major League Baseball. And I I would assume that's going to continue right here with Suzuki and with Otani here. It you know that when he comes and plays in different games and different years and stuff, it's just fascinating to see the way the two cultures mix. 
and how big baseball is also in Japan, no matter whether that player stayed. Listen, it'd be like Mike Trout going over and playing in Japan right now. Would we cover it? Not for very long, we wouldn't. But the Japanese culture is so loyal and the fan base is so loyal that they will follow that player halfway around the world to see what he's still doing, even for a team that they aren't rooting for. So I think that's really kind of a... Be interesting when the Padres come to Wrigley. Yes, so. So it's a great it's a great way to grow the game, yeah. you know, and and to build that international market and just create that kind of like cross interest and like mm-hmm. you said, just a lot of people just rooting for Saya the person, you know, like you said, they don't right. they may not care about the Cubs, but they're rooting for Saya the person and, and hoping for his success. What excites you most about him coming to the Cubs? I think it's, you know, we talked about the profile, um, the ability to hit homers, the seasons where he's putting up near identical strikeout rate and walk rate. Like, that's obviously something the Cubs have been looking for after having so many guys with high K rates and stuff like that. But I think it's the potential for him. It's it's where he is in his career. You know, he's going to be, he's only going to be 27 for the majority of this season. Like, that's a guy that's, you know, he can be entering some of his prime years here. You know, a lot of times uh, guys come over, they're on the older side, and you don't kind of get to see them maybe grow into who they are as a player. And so I think, you know, as we said, it's a tough adjustment, new pitching, new league, new country. Like, there's there's a lot that is very tough, and I'm certainly not strong enough to deal with it myself. But <laughs> from a baseball perspective, just a ton of talent and – you have that age potential, and Jed said it today, his his thing, right, the next great Cubs team. We're going to hear that phrase, I think, until they show up, and we don't <laughs> know when that's going to be. But he pointed out, like, the big thing for us is that, you know, he's 27, you got that five-year deal, but he's should be a part of that. Whenever that next great Cubs team is, Seiya Suzuki should be hopefully a leading member of that team. Uh, CJ says a bunch of cameras except for Marquee Network. We don't know why it wasn't live on Marquee, but I know we were looking for it. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. They had, they, a the, lot of people were looking the Cubs, for it. I mean, I tweeted there, out. There's got to be a reason, yeah. I would think, I but I don't know a, what it is. I tweeted a link to the Cubs YouTube page because they had it set up kind of like how we have our video set up like a, a premiere to let people know, oh, hey, we're going live in 15, 20 minutes or whatever. Like the Cubs had that set up, and then with like just a few minutes left, they privatized the video. And it became unavailable on YouTube. It's. Hmm. I, I saw a tweet that it is back now. It is uh, now available. Posted yeah. 12, now it's, 12 but it minutes ago. Live. No, 12 <laughs> minutes ago, posted Cubs Twitter. Check it out, Cubs fans. <laughs> on Cubs After Twitter. the show. Um, Do not leave the right. show. Yeah. So you guys ready for, <laughs> can we name other 27s in Cubs history? There have been a bunch of recent guys to wear 27. Um, most recent was Zach Davies. For that, Jason Kipnis to, and Addison Russell. About, uh, we don't have to talk about a lot of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Roenick said from the back row. Uh, Austin Jackson, the great, oh. uh, well, who could forget the Taylor Teagarden era? <laughs> um, Austin Jackson had some some good moments for the Cubs in his time in uh, 2015. 2015 yeah. yeah, a couple yeah, good, good moments, moments there. Yeah. The farther back you go... Sam Fold. I would say the better. Yeah, the 27s get a little bit better. Sam Fold made some great catches. Yeah. Um, Joe Girardi wore it, 0102. Corey Patterson wore it for one season, Hello, 2000. Corey. Here's a name for all the old people out there. One of my first Cubs that I was a fan of, Mike Vale, who was a pinch hitter who hit home runs occasionally. And as a kid from 78 to 80, I thought Mike Vale was going to be a star. He never became a star, but <laughs> he was the guy that you would cry for to be a pinch hitter when the game was on the line and the Cubs were about to lose. You were <laughs> hoping Mike Vale was going to get up to the plate. Good old number 27. Yeah. So Addison Russell for one year. He, he could, uh, in one season, he could be the best 27 to ever put on a Cubs uniform. At least in Maybe. recent memory. In recent memory, is, for sure. Is I mean, it's not a low. Listen, it's not a Hall of Fame list. No. Definitely I didn't not. go through the whole list. There might be some super, super old-time number 27s if somebody wants to do that, but I haven't seen or thought of a, of a superstar 27 that wore that for the Cubs. And, of course, he's wearing it for 
Trout, who is not a right, <laughs> right, right. Well, he's he's going to be the National League Mike Trout. Is but what it's good saying. that the number was available. He didn't have to, uh, you know, offer anybody a car, or a watch, or <laughs> no, anything. that's true. Part of that signing bonus for that. Manuel says, "How likely is it for the Cubs to take on Hosmer's money in exchange for quality prospects, and then use those prospects to acquire Sean Manea from the A's?" I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that exact scenario is not super likely. I don't think so either. That's a very specific uh, <laughs> set of set of points. I liked I liked how it was. Manuel, first, what do like, you know I, that we he's got a whole? The first yeah. half they had me. Like you know, you know that gift or that meme. Mm-hmm. Like in the yeah. first half you had me, uh, or had us, or whatever. It just um, seems like two totally different well, trains of thought. Let's trade and get a bunch of young guys, and then let's go trade those young guys <laughs> for an aging pitcher. So he, yeah. it, the Padres did. Get Luke Voigt yes. from the Yankees. So Rizzo goes to the Yankees, kind of left Luke Voigt without a specific position. That's been kind of weird since the trade deadline. Those quotes were super weird. Like Luke Voigt was like, well, I wanted to be here and play here, but right. I guess not. Right, right. And he's not and that he, bad of a player. No, either. he's good. Yeah. And uh, But anyway, so that kind of reopened that, like, hmm, like maybe. And there was like, they said they talked to Hosmer today and he's all in on whatever they want to do he just wants to win but that's been out there I'm for that Hosmer is is not not great it would be kind of another dead money deal but whatever if if they're willing to offer up some of their top prospects uh you know someone like Hassel the outfielder yeah Terrence Gore we said give us a top 50 like Kenzie major league prospect, I'm listening. Mackenzie Gore. Yeah. You said yeah. Terrence, Terrence Gore, the, 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 you know what? The base stealer. Yeah. Two in the we top. Not Terrence Two in the top one hundred. Mackenzie Gore. Two in the top one hundred or one in the top fifty, and I'm listening. And yeah, yeah, like you deal with Hosmer, and you know that it doesn't affect your 2022 too much the, anyway. The thing against Hosmer, the only thing that really sticks out is like he's just beating the ball into the ground, and like his, you know, his contact or hard contact rate is just not there and that's not what you want from first base but you know he's a proven winner and he'd be a great veteran piece at least and you and know. it's it's just not it's not about him you're, right. you're, no, you're really, taking yeah. the money to get but a change big of scenery, time change of scenery it could works. be a bucket of baseballs for all yeah, you like, care yeah. as you, long as it yeah. came with the top you prospect. mix him with with frank and yeah. figure out first base and you know how that goes is not really the main point. No. You'd be getting no. a piece again to go right. back to the next great Cubs team. Yes, that would kind of vault pretty quickly up those right. top prospect lists. I was just mentioning, you know, the the few positives because again, yes, the Cubs are retooling, rebuilding, whatever. But it's not like we would be getting a player that we don't know right. what we'd be getting at all. Like he has a history of success. Change of scenery sometimes works. Is he get, making way too much money for what he's producing? For sure. But, you know. Yeah. So we appreciate Manuel uh, jumping in with that. Also, Rachel points out the first guy to ever wear 27 only played one game. It was Bobo Newsom. <laughs> what a Who name. Who could forget that era yeah. in Cubs history? Yeah. The Bobo. I've, I've never, I don't think I've ever heard that name before. <laughs> the Bozo era we had a long time yeah. here in Chicago. I'm going to get a personalized jersey with that now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, let's move on um, because we're talking about the Hosmer deal and Saw a lot of reports on Twitter over the last 24 hours saying that those Carlos Correa talks have stalled with the Astros, to which I shrugged my shoulders and said, well, that probably doesn't matter because the Cubs aren't going to get in on this. And on the other hand, the guy sitting next to me in the hoodie was like, Cody was probably like, so you're saying there's a chance. (laughs) Yeah, baby. I'm ready (laughs) to be hurt again. Like, like start up the conversation, Jed. This is like this has been the whole thing for about the whole Carlos Correa situation. It's like you, like if it was so black and white, he would have already signed with the Astros or the Dodgers or whoever it is, the Yankees that he, they were in. The talks. Dodgers don't even need him. Yeah, the like, Dodgers. I don't know I why. Think I, they're, the I think they're going to be okay this year, right? But give them any ideas. You, you <laughs> yeah, get what I'm they'll saying. They'll do it. But like he's still there, and it's like I feel like Jed just kind of. Waiting it out, I feel like. I don't know. Like, that's my optimism for Cubs fans out there who think this is dead. I, I, so Cody and I were talking about this before we jumped on that if he had signed and, you know, a 10 year, $350 million deal with the Yankees, I would have said, great player. I would like the Cubs to have been in, but I understand that Jed kind of has his limits. It, It is what it is. This, 
this market is playing out exactly as the Cubs would want, right? The the Look big at players Corey getting excited over I'm, here. No, I'm I'm with I'm with Cody. He just sat up in the chair just I'm, a little bit like ooh. I'm prepared to be like way more hurt and angry than I probably would have been in that other scenario yeah. because yeah. this is what Jed was talking about. Yeah, I am I ready it. to be hurt. Yes, thank you, SpongeBob. <laughs> like this is playing out. It's a slow developing market. A lot of the big teams are out, and you know Jed. That's what he talked about, smart deals, things that kind of come to us. This right. feels like it's coming to him, and I— So what's yeah. a smart deal? It has to be under 300 for the Cubs? If, if, you, if you're seriously considering it for the Cubs, does it have to be a smart deal? Does somehow Correa have to slide under 300? I think it's the years. I think it's the years. I think it's the years. Agreed. I think, I think the they're years. willing to pay the money, considering where the franchise is at. They have with, the space. With, yeah, and with Even all with this Suzuki, flexible they, payroll— yeah. Yeah, like they totally. I think they just. I think they want to move it to like seven or eight years, more yeah. so than ten. And I don't know how they. Fe- you know, they gave Stroman the opt outs. Like obviously, Suzuki has a no trade clause. Right. That makes a lot more sense. Sure. Um. So I think they'd be willing to offer things up. It just the, the at least reporting now is that like Baltimore is playing the role of. Come on, we're you not go a, play for a particularly. Well, Chris Bryant went to the Rockies. Great destination. Mm-hmm but we're going to give you whatever contract you want, <laughs> yeah. right? Like right. that offer seems to be there. Does he want to go to Baltimore though? Then I guess you would hope the competition is the Cubs saying, look, we're not going to do that, but let's get right. creative here because we want you in Chicago. We'll pay you the money, yeah. at least in the short term. And Money does talk. It does. Uh, that's how Chris Bryan ended up with the Rockies. Uh, Correa has also won a World Series like Chris Bryant, so maybe it's... A little more important to go get that cash. You want it, you know, but I still think there's a shot. I'm not saying I, I'm not as uh, optimistic about this as maybe I think the two of you are about this, but let's just say this, let's discuss why they should do it if you're the Cubs. Where does he rank in terms of shortstops in Major League Baseball? Maybe the deepest position in all of baseball. And you know, we looked at we were talking about this before the the podcast a little bit, um, and I was saying, listen, they didn't sign Javi Baez, and when you go through the list of shortstops in Major League Baseball, Javi is not a top ten shortstop in Major League Baseball because the list is so so good. Where would you put Correa in Major League shortstops? I'm going to throw out just some names. You tell me he's higher or lower. Fernando Tatis. Lower. Correa is lower. I think he's what higher he's, because he stays off of motorcycles. Oh, so, well, okay. And he'll be playing on opening day. argument. He, is, he stays Long-term he's definitely lower, healthier. but yeah. yeah. Higher or lower than, is he higher or lower than Bo Bichette? Probably higher, but Bo is young. You know, you never Bo know. Bo Bichette has yeah, a really high great. ceiling. Yeah. yeah, really high. Francisco Lindor. Higher. At this point, he's higher than Lindor. Tim Anderson on the south side. I mean, I think Correa's higher, but Tim is great. I, look, I, I, I'm occupying the role of I'm looking at a Fangraphs war chart right now. And oh, that's, hit us with it. Uh, he would be number three behind Trey Turner and Fernando Tatis. But again, Fernando Tatis has shoulder problems that was lingering all of last year, and I think in 2022. He only played like 130 games And now he's going to miss, I think three it's a months, few months of this months, season. Yeah. So, you know, guys don't often control injuries. Right. I mean, obviously he was sort of – he probably shouldn't be riding a motorcycle after signing that large of a deal. Right. But injuries happen. I'm not a big, like, that guy's injury-prone yeah, kind of guy. Not, mm-hmm. Right. But he has been injured a lot. Correa has his own injury things. So, you know, you never know with this stuff. But I'm I'm going to look at the, the war number. That's just the easiest way for me to do it. He would be number three. Yeah, uh, yeah we were looking at some of them, the WRC Plus. And right. Brandon Crawford's up there, but obviously much older. Right. right. Xander Bogarts, Corey Seager, Trevor Story. It's a deep position. I mean, yeah. Javi's not even top yeah. 12, probably. In so terms I of also, those advanced metrics now. Yes, and that's, that's another reason, again, uh, you know, diehard Cub fans and that fell in love with the 2016 team like every Cubs fan did. Some are, you know, upset that he's not here and he was offered a deal and he got a deal with Detroit now. But when you look at it and you look at the depth of that position, it's a lot to pay for a guy that would have slotted in somewhere in the middle of Major League Baseball at that position. Now, currently, with, with the, where they're at, right. they're going to be 
lower than where Javi Baez was. That's the key. For sure. I think if, right now. If they don't address this position, that's why we keep talking about this. There, there may Currently, be people yes. that are like, why are they so obsessed with Correa or Trevor Story or this? Because the, like the Andrelton Simmons is not an MLB everyday starting shortstop at this right. point, or at least for a team that's serious about even loosely being con, you know, yeah. competitive. Um, and you have sort of a, a top-tier guy that is available, and like we said, the market is kind of working in your favor. It would be a different discussion if we're hearing these, the Yankees and the Red Sox are trading 12-year offers and upping right. the bonus. Like, that's not happening. It's quiet. So I hope Jed's on the, the phone. To me, the reason that I think I'm focused on this is when I look back at what Jed has been saying this whole time, right, being competitive in 2022 but not kind of mortgaging that long-term future. The next great Cubs team is a year, two a few years away. Mm-hmm. But we're going to spend money, and we're going to try to be competitive. They've spent some money. They signed, you know, arguably the top pitcher on the market. They signed the top international guy on the market, one of the biggest contracts for a Japanese player in league history. So they're checking a few of those boxes. Are they competitive in 2022 right now? That one, I think, is still unchecked. They're getting there. Bullpen, a lot of additions. Like, they've spent money. They made some good moves. But I don't think we're there yet. There's people out there that could get us there. I think you do have to give Jed and the Cubs credit for doing what they said they were going to do. We now believe that they did make offers to the core guys that they felt were fair, and it appears the way it's playing out from reports, those were fair offers. Then when that didn't happen, they said, don't panic. We are going to compete. Like you said, this is not a full rebuild we're going to be competitive, and we're building the next team. So I would look at it and say, outside of the, even if they don't sign Correa, are they in a better position today, moving forward, closer to winning the World Series now, than they would have been if they would have just re-signed three of those guys? And my answer is yes. As much as that hurts to say, because... If you re-sign those guys, you haven't restocked your farm system, which was down to almost nothing. Now you have a farm system that's building, growing quickly, and you can still go spend that money. It's just not going to be on the guys that you want it to be, have there. Yeah. So, it, like, for instance, if Correa comes in, you're starting to build a nice core, and not, then you will have the farm system start to feed it. If you did it the other way, you would have had that core – getting older, and no farm system after that. You would have only been able to build through spending money, spending right. money. like Supplementing. And, and sooner or later, those are bad deals. One which they didn't really do over the years. So no, correct. So saw how that works. So I yeah. look at the Correa deal, and I say, well, how could you make it work for him? What if, as we were saying, we get him to accept less years, but a ton of money, and you front load that deal? You've got the cap space right now to give him almost whatever he wants per season. It doesn't matter because you're probably not winning the World Series. You're going to win some games and be competitive. So you're not going to need to add at the trade deadline tons of players. Go ahead, spend the cash. Easy to say. It's not my money. (laughs) And then in three years, four years, maybe even just three years, Christian Hernandez is ready. Ed Howard's ready. If you don't think you can afford to have him on that team, which you should be able to because those guys are going to be cheaper, you can always still take that productive Carlos Correa, and he's very easy to trade with a contract that was front-loaded, and now the end of his career is not nearly as expensive. I, I th- I'm sure that's what they're looking that's at. That's what they've got to be pitching again, to him, right? And the same is with the options, where it's like, look, we, we, we for sure want you here for, say, two, three years, whatever it is. If you want to opt out, after that, we'll give you the option. You can hit free agency again. He would only be probably 30, 31. We just saw a bunch of guys make a ton of money at right. around that age, right? I, I think that that is what the Cubs want. Correa probably wants something massive, but if the only offer like that is coming from Baltimore, right. is that, is that worth m- it? <laughs> more interesting than, than playing for the Cubs? And I think even in the long term, you know, Correa should age, I think, pretty well, the skills that he has. 
And, you know, if Christian Hernandez is ready to go at short or mm-hmm. um, Ed Howard or Reggie Preciado, like, you can move Correa to third. I think he'd yeah. be a great third baseman. Like, you can we, – we've had the too many shortstops conversation before, yeah. right, with Baez, <laughs> Russell, Torres, when they were all – It's a good position to stockpile. You worry about that later because the yeah. Cubs yes. didn't really face that problem. But everybody worried about it at the time. Like, when we'll deal with that <laughs> when they're all knocking at the door right. at the exact same time. Back to your question on whether the like would the Cubs be better off if they had extended Rizzo Bryant by right, and I'm not talking about one. I'm right. saying like extend the whole core except for maybe one. Yeah. Now there's many obstacles into that because it's like when do they extend? Like yeah. if they were able to do it earlier, like for Brian, if they would have been able to do it after 2016, you're looking at that contract and you're like, you're getting a steal because according to alleged reports, it was over $200 million at the time. And you look at contracts players are getting now and you're like, wow. Like if that would have been right. able to go through, you're like, great. That's awesome. You know, if bias signs out 180 million, you know, I, I feel like the Cubs would still be okay. Rizzo, you know, I guess there was they were just living off that contract that they, that he got earlier that it's like you don't really know, but like in my eyes like it depends on when they would have been able to extend them. Now, if they tried to extend them all before last season, then yeah, we're probably not going to be in a better spot in 5 years than than now considering the potential for prospects, the f- financial flexibility that the organization has. There's just a lot of, like, what-ifs in that. But for sure, like, right now, the way that it's looked at, like, I would say that, yeah, we have a much better shot if we had only extended one. In the future, we have a better shot I, two I think years that, from now. like, yeah. most of us are not necessarily pleased to be in this specific spot again. Correct. For right? sure. For but sure. But this is the path that they're on, and I think they're, with what they're doing, they're doing a good job of it. Right. Yeah. You're in this spot sense. because... Some of the core players didn't develop beyond where they were the way they thought they were going to. Exactly. And number two, and maybe more importantly, they were not able to develop arms. Right. Yeah. They, they weren't able to develop their own pitching. And, you you know, the, the thing that's going to get people <laughs> is you didn't supplement at the times where you should have supplemented, right? Yeah. Correct. Like there like were a couple times, and 2018, 20, 2019, like especially yeah. 2019, was a team where it was like, this can be a solid team. The pitching staff needs help. The bullpen needs help. And they just didn't do it. And it, you know. The biggest thing they did in 2019 was trade for Nick Castellanos, which turned out to be huge, but, you know, things faded down the stretch because But signing Castellanos right now would not be like signing Carlos Correa. They're not, not that's not an apples-to-apples argument. Correa is a prime position in Major League Baseball, a, a five five tool player like I mean he's he's twenty seven years yeah, old yeah I mean it, yeah that's the guy if you're gonna and spend the money that's the guy not, about, not that I wouldn't want Castellanos it's about the picks saying, too like yeah you, the 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 remaining free agents have picks attached to them you can feel about that the way you do but I don't think they're gonna give it up unless it's for right. Correa when, I noticed I have, Peter, I have a question I have a yeah. question when you're when you're talking about how this the core of the team obviously it's massively disappointing we all know that especially when you look back at, at a time where we thought, you know, the ESPN wrote this article, dynasty rankings going forward. The Cubs were, there was a bigger difference between the one and the two, which was the Dodgers at the time, than like the two and the 10. Like, the, you know, they were set. And the, yep. I think Luke nailed it. The, the lack of ability to develop pitching killed us. But like, did, did anyone ever feel as confident about the offense as they did in that 2016 and I guess at times 2017 season? Like, no matter no. what metric you use, runners in scoring position, bat, team batting average, they never replaced the leadoff production, but it, the, the production just wasn't there, even from the core guys. It was never the same. It, it fell off, and I, I think the, the biggest thing for me that always stood out, I remember being, I went to game 163 against the Brewers in 2018. Yeah. And it's a brutal day. That, that was sort of the game. signal of like, uh-oh. Yeah. When I went to that wild right? card game, and I remember watching that wild card game, and I turned to my friend Ryan, who I went to the game with, and whatever inning it was, I was like, dude, I, I legitimately can't believe they're not going to score. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that makes me an idiot or <laughs> what, but oh, yeah. I can't believe this is happening. Like, right. that they cannot get hits, right. and they're going to score, what was it, a 
two runs in in the two games, whatever yeah. it ended up being. Hasn't I, that been the story of every like postseason I game? I couldn't believe since? it. Like, mm-hmm. No runs. Yeah. I do want to point out Peter on here on the chat says, I've heard the Cubs offered of Correa is currently, I think that says, 250 heavy money in the first two years. Peter, is there any chance you're Jed Hoyer's burner account? <laughs> That's just what I or Seriously. Or is your last name Ricketts? We want to know. Yeah. Also, I just want to know your background, Peter. Listen, I have no idea if that's true or not. I, yeah. I hope you're in the know and that it's higher than that. I did, and uh, that he's closer because I don't think 250 gets it done. No, depends. I mean, how many? It depends how many years we're talking. Right. You know, yeah, three years, 250. <laughs> I see. Uh, Jed wants. How much bad. would you be willing to pay him a year? It's not my money. Right. Uh, I mean, look, they have they have a ton of space. If if we're using the luxury tax as the cutoff, that they're absolutely yeah. not going to go over, which in 2022 they're not going to. No need to. I, I would agree uh, with they that. They have a ton of space. Uh, I mean, you could 35. get crazy. Yeah, I would pay, pay them $35 million a year right now, even yes. though you know you're not going to win the World Series. You got to yes. – this is – But it is going to draw fans back into the ballpark. You have 100%. to make the Jersey offer. sales, number two. I appreciate that Jed has his limits, right? And I understand why that is. We, you know, we joked the other day that it seems like every time you look at Jason Hayward's contract, it just gets longer, right? (laughs) So there's examples of this stuff like not working, but sometimes you have to make the offer to get the player. There's not just examples of it not working. Historically, almost every 10-year contract, 300, 200, 50, 300, almost every single one, the yep. team looks back and says, that was, we got fleeced. I think the biggest it's disappearing outlier from baseball is for that Max reason. Scherzer. Scherzer was a great contract. He lived up to every penny. But look at Pujols, look at the old ones, Prince Fielder, Jason Wirth, right. And then you have the year where Bryce Harper and Machado don't sign until March because there's hesitancy about that even stuff. We talked about Fernando Tatis. I'm sure that, con- like, he's a great player. I, I, I hope right. it doesn't come across. I'm not, like, trying to drag him for getting hurt but like you know he signed a massive <laughs> massive contract and is going to miss the first three months of the season yeah. for something he was doing in the off season. that's right. that's like just sort of the risk and you're like okay well this is kind of a yeah. huge commitment for us the, the difference between Correa and those contracts contracts that Joey mentioned was he's 27 and Pujols was like 30 <laughs> right. 31 yeah. fielder same way like those those contracts were made literally over a decade ago now like the Harper and Machado contracts, I don't think those teams are regretting those right now. It's still early, but yes, you're right. Those right. guys are hitting free agency much earlier than, than in the past guys had been coming in and getting these massive contracts. So their franchise is also making a lot of money because they have that star player. In, True. in merchandise sales, ticket sales, beer sales, all those things. Like right. it, That does come back to you. In, we just don't know how much. Another, Revenue from TV stations, all of those things. Um, um, another thing that Correa would bring, too, is just some, like some hope some actual trust from the fan base. Right, like the Last Jedi type thing. Like yeah, like, you, like it, again, it, you like you said, it would bring fans to the ballpark. Oh. But again, it Those, would... Nobody likes Star Wars? <laughs> I'm a baby Yoda guy. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm not a big Star sure. Wars guy, admittedly. Please do not Rogue roast me on, online. Please do not do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it, like I said, I feel like it would just bring fans to the ballpark. It would get people reinvested because there's just like a lot of tension in the Cubs fan base right now that's like, you know... I've seen a lot of things online about how people are saying no to season tickets because they're they're actually like some I saw someone the other day they they were on the list for 13 years said said no because they just don't believe in what the the, the direction of the organization of right like now that. yeah, yeah. Hey, and, by the way Peter says he he has friends in the organization um, I might know who Peter is 258 years boy I hope you're right Peter wow. I, you know, you know, mean, like Cody and I yeah, are I'm, all I'm, in. I I'm all in. I, like, yeah, I, yeah. and and you I really don't. Just <laughs> when there's when there's tweets about you know single game tickets <laughs> being available, all that other stuff. The sentiment is still no. Yeah, you know why? You just go like, read no the thanks. replies on Twitter or even Facebook. I'm sure you can just you know it, it's a it's something that I never thought I would see. Now Peter's he's yanking our chain. He says I really don't. Ha ha. They just. <laughs> They just claim that we were heavily in that two days After the first time we've had our uh, chain, Quintana trade broke on Reddit, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Never forget. Like, and what is it, wet butt? Yeah, wet butt booty hole or something like that. You have to take everything. Oh, I believe his name is Peter Wet Butt. (laughs) Right? 
You don't have to believe no offense, everything, Peter. but you can't immediately you. write anything off anymore. Yeah. Like you never know where this is coming from. I forgot from. about wet files. If I had <laughs> if I had MLB sources, I wouldn't share the news under my and real everybody name. Everybody had right? to say as the story was first broken by wet butt. Gotta give proper credit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't I don't know what the odds are, but I do know that we've had a very long first segment here. So that leads me into thinking, you know, Cody, I we should talk about our sponsor here because they're really helping us out. Yeah, points bet. Uh, I've been getting in all my March Madness bets in. I I know Luke is excited to make a weekend one. Like he does and one every. I, got, I every might have one. one now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about it earlier. Um, and again, it's a great time to get on points bet, which is the best way to support CHGO is to download the points bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to two thousand dollars. But that's not it, Luke. If you make $50 or more, or if you make a $50 or right. more first-time yep. deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. That's content from Ryan, Jared, Brendan. Um, am I missing anyone? Is that it? Uh, well, and the comments? reason Ryan's not here is because he's in the clubhouse right now getting locker room sound. Yeah, exactly. Before, you know, yeah, so exactly. he'll have that, uh, that content for you up tonight. Yeah, and uh, so you'll get that, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker. All for making a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email PointsBet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. Your home for live in-play betting just got even better, introducing PointsBet's new feature, live college basketball same-game parlay. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. Want more? You can also boost your live same-game parlays. I love doing that. I do it every every Bulls game. I love to boost them. Uh, Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. And there's more. Online sign-up is available now in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. Plus, during PointsBet Match Madness, all users can earn up to $100 in free bets. During each round, just place a $50 pregame wager and get a free $20 live bet to be used for that round. So what are you waiting for? I know I'm not waiting once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Thank you for all the support to the, everybody that's, you know, we're two weeks today. Yeah. And uh, it's been great support from Cubs fans, Blackhawks fans, Sox fans, Bulls fans, everybody into Sky fans. Um, great support. We see it. We love it. We hope you're enjoying it. Um, CHGO, we're trying to give you podcasts and live shows for every team every day. Post-game shows after every game, the premium written content for members. To get that, you got to go to allchgo.com and join up for that membership. And that's where you also will find all the dope merch for all our teams, free shirts. I, I shouldn't say plural. A free shirt when you become a member. And you also can get the members-only Discord, the CHGO Lounge, which is where we are working on that velvet robe for everybody that gets Ooh. to be a member. I'm trying to see if that... Get pushed through by corporate. Me and Luke so far, need one. We both need one to do Cubs. It'd be cool if we on. all sat here after every win and we would just throw on a velvet robe. <laughs> oh my god! Just doing a velvet the vibes robe. would just be incredible. Honestly, we wear shorts underneath, but just to tease everybody, they wouldn't quite know. They would just see the velvet <laughs> robe and slippers. It's an idea. Exactly. Um, all right, let's move on. So we we were talking about the future. You know, we were, we touched on this a little bit talking about Carlos Correa and why we all believe the Cubs should be still be pushing their chips in and at least forcing him to make a choice between the Cubs and somebody else. Push the, push the envelope a little bit. Now, the next wave of players, some are coming quickly, some are further behind. And MLB Pipeline put out their top 100 yesterday. You know, a couple years ago, nobody would have been on this list. Now you look at it, Brendan Davis is up to number 15. We assume he's going to be on the major league roster before 4th of July, right? Yeah, we, I we, would. Yeah. We, we'd expect that unless something happens, knock on wood, 
he'll be on the Major League roster at least by the 4th of July. Number 15 in the MLB pipeline right now in all of Major League Baseball. And then here's a guy, a shortstop, that they say, I've heard the comparison of A-Rod, which, <laughs> while you, don't, you should not throw that around unless you mean it when you're talking about baseball skill. Forget all the other stuff, J-Lo, all that nonsense. They're comparing <laughs> him to the baseball player. Christian Hernandez, he's now number 92. He's only 18 years old. That's one of the guys you're excited about. Brendan Davis, that's another guy you're excited about. And that's why, you know, maybe Christian Hernandez is the guy in three, four years that gets Correa to move to a different position, that gets Correa potentially traded to restock the farm system or get you, you know, something else, an, another starter. It's not as simple as just saying you have the guy for eight years. If you can work in different ways in a contract. Does this excite you seeing that Brennan Davis is up to number 15? Of go. course. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, no, like, I, I think... Uh, there's a lot of names when you look at like Cubs prospects and a as we know some of them are 18 19 years old so they're not going to be uh, you know breaking down the door at Wrigley soon but Brennan yeah I mean I don't know the exact date but I I think we definitely at least it, see him is it this a, year is it a hot take for me to believe or to want him to just be on the opening day roster I I, I think that, like, they probably want him to get, you know, some more experience just before they start that clock and, like, bring him up here. But I think it would be fun if his spring performance kind of at least maybe raised the question. Right. Now, right? it's a shorter spring, so it's maybe a little more difficult for that to happen as if he would have had a regular spring happening. I do think it's sort of – I've never heard – Anybody in the Cubs organization, and I don't know that they would do this, tell us where they think he will play in Major League Baseball. Now, it's in the outfield, but if he comes up right away, are you looking at easing him into a corner position? Is he definitely a center fielder? Is he, would, would you put him in a corner spot? If he comes up to this team, where does he slot in your outfield this season? I think he's center fielder. Right now, right now, their outfield is like, it's like their infield. It's so fluid yeah. that I feel like he could literally, you could literally put him anywhere that you want to, and he'd be comfortable. I, I mean, I'm probably putting him in center. Right? And I mean, that, I, that's I think, the logical you know, especially spot. Especially because right. you're probably going to bookmark Suzuki for right field, hopefully yes. every day. So then who's in left? Ian Happ. Yeah, when, when Happ is, you know, he's hopefully ready for opening day as long as there's no, you know, setbacks. But, you know, he's throwing and, and hitting in the cage and stuff, so I think his elbow is, is fine. Yeah, right. And Frazier. then, you know, just seeing, yeah, who, who sticks. I mean, I, I, Frazier's not a good fielder, so I think maybe he gets more of a look at, at DH, but we'll see about that. <laughs> Rachel um, says, I'll eat my hat if Brennan isn't in the show by July at center field. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to hold you to that. Clip this. <laughs> But, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I think the hope is Brennan shows up and sort of just plants that flag in center field at beautiful, historic Wrigley Field and Man. doesn't move it. Runs for out like Sammy and sticks the flag in center years. field. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even Him like, and Suzuki just, there you go. That's that's two-thirds of it taken care of eventually when Brennan comes up. And, right. and the Cubs have been searching for so long for a mainstay in center field. I mean, the last, like, mainstay in center field the Cubs had was Dexter Fowler. So, like, to me, it's like this is Brennan Davis's chance to just really become that mainstay there for the next, like, six, seven years. Uh, by the way, Peter, again, I see, no, Luke, I'm not yanking your chain. <laughs> it's okay, Peter. We were just joking. We're glad to have you. We will properly credit Peter if yes. the Cubs signed Correa. 100% similar terms. First reported it, by Peter. Yes, we will remember that for sure. For sure. If, especially if those numbers came in, I would definitely give him credit for that. Oh, I man. love to see the chat, people that come back every day. Like, Rachel is on every day. She is. She's a loyal viewer, listener, Absolutely. watcher. We noticed that, I, for sure. We definitely noticed the people who are in every day. So, uh, it means a lot. Robbie. I've seen Robbie before, I believe. Ferris. Ferris, Ferris is, is always big good. In the yeah. Ferris is always here. Yeah. I've seen, we've seen Lil Yumper in here before, too. So. Good question here. Wait, wait. Oh, yeah. What does CHGO stand for? It is for Chicago, yes. Yes. No, not for Chicago Go, though. 
Yeah, not no, Chicago just for Green. Chicago. He says, it's, "I assume Chicago go." It's just, no, it's just the, net, uh, the network started in Denver. It was DNVR. They just took out you know some vowels, and then there's a PHNX in Phoenix, and we are CHGO. I think Kevin put it well on the. Uh, I think the first all CHGO sports pod that they did. You know, it's like our radio call letters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. There you go. I want to, just because we're talking prospects, uh, another name, you know, just on the pitching side, because you were talking about the yes. lack of that. I just hope that Caleb Killian is on everybody's radar. Um, Don't make my hair stand up. Yeah, I'm not sure. You know, he's another one, again, like not positive the timeline. I think he could play a role yeah. sometime this I, year. Yeah, I've seen, you know, guys on Twitter that are big on the po- prospects say that they could see him with the Cubs in midseason. Yeah. I would say I would lean more towards after July 4th, but, you know. We'll see. Just he, you know, he pitched in the Arizona Fall League Championship games, six perfect innings. Yep. And you just look at the stuff, and it's like this is this He'll is a guy. He was one yeah. of the He'll pieces back for KB. Yep. Him and uh, Alexander Canario. Canario like mashed it's for bombs. South Bend. Yeah, he hits at whenever he came over last year. So right now, especially now that KB didn't go back to the Giants. I mean, I'm just saying it's looking <laughs> good for the Cubs in in, in the aftermath. Did yeah. you see the Hurts video on uh, another guy? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was his Twitter that put it out, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah he tweeted himself. He's I, a good marketer. I've talked yeah. to DJ Hurts before, and he's just like a, for a 19 year old kid. Like he's he's a he's gonna be fun to watch at Wrigley one day. He Lefty. won he won uh, pitcher of the month, I think, in it was either July or. Or no, he won pitcher of the year, minor league pitcher of the year yeah. for the Cubs. So he was in Myrtle Beach. I think he he, he was on his way to South Bend towards the end. I, I could be wrong. When we that. saw uh, the Tom most Murray recent first round pick, Jordan Wicks pitched uh, in one of the split squad games yesterday. So that was cool to see. Kind of just getting him out there, pitched two innings, three strikeouts. Did you watch the entire game yesterday or both games? Uh, no, I watched a little bit of Hendricks, and then I tuned in when uh, Wicks was in there just because I wanted to see him. But, um, you know, he's another one of those guys, you know, another you know guy that doesn't necessarily bring the velocity, but someone who can move fast because he's kind of, you know, as the Cubs have identified, I know you guys talked with Brendan yesterday, just has that kind of finesse ability, understands his pitches really well, knows how to use them, and, you know, it's kind of just about getting that experience. Oh, you know what? The game was going on while we were doing the podcast live, and I've seen a freeze frame of a Pete Crow Armstrong going up the wall. Did he make that catch? I think he just missed it. Just missed mm, it because yeah. something was about the athletic ability. By the way, I saw Rachel pointing out she lives in London. Yeah, yeah, she's in UK. The CHGO Cubs podcast is international, global. man. Yeah. We're global. Yeah. Now Cubs. if we can pull some Suzuki viewers in. Yeah. Imagine the, all the people from Japan that could be tuning into this. It could be worldwide. <laughs> we are. Yeah. I, I but that all, I'm not really not not to get a big you know, not to get a big head about it, but like Cubs fans are worldwide. So right. Yeah, that's necessarily true. No, 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 no. Yeah, me. that's true. You know? That's true. But I mean she's she's Rachel's on here every day yeah. commenting. She's like one what of the teams now. in London right now? Six hours ahead? Eight or six eight? or eight, something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she's like ending her day then, probably. You know, and she, before she goes to bed, she listens to me and you converse. Peter wants us to do a live <laughs> show from Wrigley or from a bar on opening day. We can, we can hang out at my apartment close <laughs> enough. I will say that Peter, Peter points that out, and that is eventually the path we're, we will be pushing is we'll be out doing public podcasts and post-game shows live once we're kind of get our feet underneath us. I don't yeah. know if it's going to be opening day or not. I haven't heard that, if that's I, been answered. I, I know have, that's yeah. a goal. Eventually I only we'll have be... two tickets in Section 216, but I don't know. Maybe we can squeeze the three of us in there and just do it straight from the game. might be a little loud, but, you know. <laughs> Ryan's already going to be in there. If I yeah. can sneak in with an old press pass or get a new press pass, now we're ready to go. You're, they know you around there. Can't you just, yeah, like, just, let you just wait? I mean, hey, I, I'm I, here. I could yeah. grease some palms if I had to, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think that's that sounds like a lot of fun. If, I'll be honest with you. I'm hoping it's a warm day if we're going to do that. Yeah. Or we're indoors, you know. Murphy's would be a great place to do oh, it. Oh, yes. Brickyard would be fun just because it's Brickhouse Tavern, I should say, would be yeah. fun. Maybe Cubby Bear. What about Rizzo's? They have that great 
Rizzo's has that retractable glass roof they put in. Yeah. Which is re- that's a really cool that's space. That's an underrated bar. No one talks about that one. No, it's that's a much. really nice bar. And I know yeah. they I remember talking to the owner about it once when I was in there. He's like, Yeah, we most of our re- renovation budget was for the retractable glass roof, wow. not just the bar. It's a cool spot. And just right across from Wrigley Field. Looks and like then there's yeah. classics, Bernie's. I mean, you can go oh, anywhere. Oh yeah. Cubby uh, Bear? Yeah, I guess. Uh Sluggers, perhaps. Ooh. Sluggers. Gotta give a shout out to the folks at Nice Lounge. Oh yes. Oh. On Sheffield. Bought one of the best dives. Yep. Yeah. We just got a super chat. Oh, super chat. Super chat alert. Read it to us. Hold on, hold Hit on. Us with super joy. chat. <laughs> Sorry, I know you like that, Luke. I do. Uh, do. Currently constructed, this team, this is from All Love Here. What's up, All Love Here? All <laughs> Love Here as well. Uh, currently constructed, this team is a 70-win team. If we don't get Correa or Story, this will be a long year. Us Cubs fans don't want to relive 2013. Not really a question, but I agree. No, not but wrong. I wonder what <laughs> comment, yeah. Where, where is it with Correa? Ten more? I, I would say, you Ten know. Ten is a lot. But yeah. It is, but that's a pretty but important think, player that really trickles down. I think he sort of adds to your kind of variability, right? Then mm. it's a question of it's it's lessening how much you're relying on riskier things to hit, right? right. There's, there's big asks that the Cubs mm. have right now if they want to be competitive. A lot of guys have to take that next step or continue things they did last year or right. kind of reinvent their career. You had Correa, that's one less it's five, spot. It's where five or six wins, you're right? You're guaranteeing yeah. right, a like five, five to six, six win player, and you're not asking I somebody would, else to step I up. I would say, you know, he said 70 win. Well, on fan graphs, before the Suzuki signing, would they predict uh, like 73, 74 wins, something right, like that? Right, so we assume it's up with Suzuki. It would right. certainly be up with Correa. Right, so I would say. right now. I don't know if that I would say Suzuki with Correa, they could win 85 games, and that's. Fringe wildcard team. Rachel agrees with Rich. Uh, hey, if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app. Use the code CHGO when you sign up. Not only do you get two risk-free bets up to two grand, but if you make that $50 or more first-time deposit, you get a free CHGO membership. It unlocks all of our web content, and you'll get that free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Again, Ryan Herrera out at Sloan Park. He's working the clubhouse right now. I have an article for you, and he'll certainly be writing about the the Suzuki introduction out at Sloan Park today in Arizona in Mesa. Um, so some fresh content coming definitely tonight and throughout the weekend, allchgo.com. Any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online signup is available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account start to finish all from your phone you're signing up with the fastest sports book, easier than ever, and you can start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, so now we're on to our – you were not here for this. Oh, yeah. You missed the save, sweet and savory bracket, Oh, I've Corey. seen it. You've seen <laughs> it, but you weren't able to really – Soak it in. As someone who lives in Wrigleyville, did what? What did we yeah. miss? Did we did we miss an I, item from Wrigleyville or the ballpark that should have been on the list? I don't think so. I I also told you, Luke. I I have a weird thing with this because especially at the ballpark, I go for the grilled hot dog Me with too. The grilled onions. Me too. Every time. Yes. Uh, I will eat if I go. You know, I'll eat a hundred of them. Where do they the have the grilled the hot dogs there? So you you have to be careful. A vendor, and not from a vendor, right? I've never. They used never, to have carts. No, the vendors only yeah. have the boiled hot dogs. Right. If that's your thing. That's up to you. Right. In my opinion, you're. But you're wrong, and you're an idiot. You're wrong, and you're you're <laughs> missing out on a much better hot dog. I so I actually agree with that. But the sound of the vendor sure. popping the hot dog top is one of the sounds eat, of baseball. Eat what you want to eat, right? Right. But there's certain things when you go in the concourse, it'll say. Grilled Chicago dog. If it doesn't yeah. say grilled Chicago dog, buyer beware. Yeah. You know? but now, the bison me, dogs are also grilled. I've never tried it. Oh, I have. They're not bad. Okay. But I, I wouldn't they, have put it in my top. We got eight. a comment here. It says bison dog is the best if they have it. Go. It is pretty good. It's worth trying this year. I, will I would try, try it. it once. Okay. Um, all right. So do we have the brackets, Joey? We're down to the final four. Is that correct? Yep. Uh, I can read off. I don't, have, I don't have the updated brackets. Okay. Okay. So... 
Cody will read them Cody's off. Cody's going to read them <laughs> off to us and tell us what we had going. We had the, the ballpark classics region. Yes. Where we took just our favorite foods from inside the ballpark. And then we had the Wrigleyville region. Some specific items, top eight things that we like to eat outside of Wrigley Field. Right. And so we put the first eight matchups on there. We put the polls out on Twitter. You voted. Right. And then we moved them on. <clears throat> now we're down to the next matchup, right, that we voted right. for. What were the results? So in the one, what is it? The, the, it's the Vienna Beef Hot that was, Dog yeah, the and one the seven seed. seed. The one in the seven, Giordano's was the seven. The hot dog got 56% of the vote over Giordano's uh, to so move v- on. Vienna Beef Hot Dog moving on despite Corey's distaste for the steamed Vienna <laughs> well, Beef the, Hot Dog. the grilled ones are Vienna Beef as well. That's true. So I think that's all. We can we're all just counting all hot dogs. And we yeah. almost just said hot dogs because Lawrence, who was producing the show the other day, was all upset that I didn't say hot dogs. And I'm like... Mm. So if you got to put one hot dog, it has to be Vienna beef. Hot dogs is only in the bleachers, so it's right. It's restrictive right. to right. folks like me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't get it. Um, in the next matchup, we had uh, Bona Beef, uh, the six seed, and the batting helmet ice cream. Oh and yeah, the beef. It was a close one, fifty-four to forty-six, with the beef taking yeah. the W here. Right, and Kyle's grandmother was very happy about yes, that. Yes, yes, Kyle's grandma. So beef first hot dog is one, is the yes. final matchup of the ballpark region to see who advances. Right, so finals. final, final so four matchup, right? Beef on that versus side. Vienna beef dog. Right. Vienna beef dog versus the bone of beef. Yes. That is a showdown. It will be. And very Chicago, my friend, of <laughs> us to get hot dogs and beef <laughs> in the matchup. In the matchup. Um, okay, moving on to... Around uh, the Wrigleyville region, we got Big Star Tacos versus the Do Right Donuts. Wow, and that's, that's a heavy that, matchup. Yeah, that's maybe the matchup of the tournament right yeah. there. That some people call that their national championship. Yeah, do right. And it was Do Right Donuts. Yes, seventy percent of the vote. Seventy percent. Not nothing against Big Star Tacos. I just prefer the one in Wicker Park. <laughs> that's fair. Yep. And Do Right, uh, man, that's an easy little bite going on into the ballpark. Do Right's got great coffee. Too. Yeah. Some, get it before you go in the park, and then coffee. you get it. Yeah. You come out of the park, and you say, "You know what? I could go for a donut." Yep. Yeah. Good breakfast sandwiches too. Ooh, oh, I've never had a breakfast that. I have not there. tried. I'm only mm-hmm. had donuts there. Um, really? Okay, and then finally, <laughs> my favorite matchup uh, of the of this section was uh, the Wiener Circle Chocolate Shake versus the Slice at Demos. The Slice at Demos. And the Wiener Circle Chocolate Shake got 63%. Wow, moving on to face Do Right Donut. Yes. I, again, I hope if you know, semifinal. If you know, you know, man. I hope everyone. The voters got all this right. Yeah, I think they did too. Everyone was correct. So now, if we have to choose heading into the weekend, we'll put that poll out again today and tonight. It'll be up for like, I don't know, like 20 hours or something like that. Please vote on it. And then. We'll have results on Monday letting you know what the national championship is going to be. Yeah. Our, our sweet and savory Wrigleyville Sweet 16 and savory. What, how do we call it? Sweet and savory 16? Sweet and savory 16. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, it's tournament time, so I get a little confused. <laughs> uh, so right now, who would you take? At the top of it, it was the Vienna Beef versus Bona Beef. Who, if, if it's us and we're choosing, where are we going? I go with Hot Dog. I mean, this, again, it's just it's a staple. It, it, look, if the hot dog's not cutting down the net at the end of this, it's wrong. Oh, wow. And, and oh, fraudulent. wow. Okay. Yeah, it's the hot dog. You I would agree. It. I would agree that the hot dog beats the bone of beef. And I, I said many times it's nothing against bone of beef. If it was Portillo's or Al's, that maybe it would be a different we conversation. Need a beef bracket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if we had a beef bracket, yeah. it might be. We, that the might CHGO be. food podcast. Yeah, that might be in a month <laughs> or so if the Cubs are off to like an 0 and 10 start. We'll just do the beef bracket. <laughs> on the other side, it's Do Right Donuts facing the Wiener Circle Chocolate Shake. Now, this is difficult. I'm going to say, again, it's Do Right Donut because it's closer to the ballpark. Wiener Circle, while I love it, and the chocolate shake is one of their greatest items, it's a bit of a little bit of a walk. And on a cold day, I don't want to go that far. Warm day in the summer, I'll go all that way for the chocolate shake after the game. Do Right Donut. It could be raining and 33 degrees outside. You can go over there and get the, you know, <laughs> the blueberry crumble one. I, I'm taking Do Right because I go there usually every weekend. Uh, Saturday oh, really? or Sunday, I like to walk over there and get coffee. And So we should have you on on Mondays 
So if you had leftover donuts from Do Right, especially if you got them on Sunday, you could bring Luke them with is, you. Luke is the wheels are. How do I make this work for me? <laughs> I you think, know? Joey, what do you think? Mondays with Corey. Ooh. Mondays with Corey. It also sounds like to me, if you're a big fan of the podcast and you want Cubs analysis off the clock, you should go to Do Right Donuts on a Sunday. That's right. Yeah. Keep your eyes. You might peeled. just run into Corey there. Yeah. It's like running into. Uh, Theo at a Starbucks in Wrigleyville. It's exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, people will be tweeting out, like, I just saw Corey. He was at Do Right Donuts. Yeah. Me and Theo are exactly the same. Paul Sullivan will be We got to get out of here, but, but we got the updated bracket up here really quickly. All right. There it is. So that, that's who you're voting for this weekend. Vote for the hot dog, folks. Make sure you vote for the hot dog and Do Right Donuts, in my opinion. Uh, thanks for another great week of the CHGO Cubs podcast. We had a blast. Don't forget, you can always find... Great Cubs content, allchgo.com, in our member section. That's what Ryan's working on. Sign up. Get the dope merch. We'll see you soon. Dope merch. And go Cubs go.